Hello and welcome to the June Jump. I'm Mitchell Wolf, your host as always, and I'm here also as always with my co-host, my forever co-host. I I almost forgot uh, my term for you, James. James Burns. What's going on? Hey, I was just thinking we're we're both probably um a little tired as we record this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a big day. It has been a big day. Yeah. Um, whew. Yeah. I'm. I'm using an alternative microphone, so if the sound quality is different, um, if it's any worse, I apologize for that. But if I use the same microphone, the uh, sound quality apparently is even worse, worse. So there's that. Um, because I, th- I think it's something to do with my microphone cord. Uh, I looked it up on, on Google, and apparently Blue Yeti makes good microphones, but not good microphone cords. So that's a problem that I need to fix, I guess. Um, I don't know how I can fix it at E3. I think it actually is impossible to fix it this week. So this might be the sound quality you can expect from us for the remainder of the convention, uh, which I apologize for, but I there's nothing I can do. I don't want that to get us down, though. It's getting me down a little bit. I'm, I'm saying that mainly to cheer myself up. I don't want that to get <laughs> no, me down, though, because we had a great day today. We did. Today was a big, big day. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, Heil and I, uh, again, for those who are just tuning in for, for this one, who maybe didn't listen to the EA one, which I get, I get it. <laughs> um, if, <laughs> if you're just tuning in for this one, I am rooming with Heil Russell from DK Vine. He was on the show a couple of times, uh, you know, to save money and also just because uh, he's a good friend of mine and we we bounce ideas off of each other while we're going to this thing. We both went to the Microsoft press conference today and then we both didn't go to Bethesda uh, today, but we, we did watch Bethesda so we know what happened and I watched the Devolver Digital Conference, which I know people are... Um, talking about it it's not the same thing (laughs) we'll go over it really quick maybe for like five minutes um yeah it's it's not microsoft or bethesda though uh so that happened today i was there in person and i gotta tell you james um for the most part i i didn't get anything that you didn't get uh from being there in in person i pretty much I got a sunburn. I guess that was it. I got a sunburn that you might not have gotten. Yeah. Yeah, and you need to get your eyesight checked after leaving the theater as well, probably. Um, oh, you know, this this time they they calmed down with the uh with the green light. <laughs> they weren't firing green lasers directly into your eyeballs this time. Yeah, I was telling you about this last year. Um yeah. How I was I was sitting next to a guy that like worked on the presentation and I didn't know that at first. <laughs> and he asked me what I thought and I was like, "Man, that green light." <laughs> and I just like I I I like went <laughs> off on it a little bit <laughs> and I didn't know he was the guy like that worked on it. Um but this oh, year didn't so have it. If you had have known if you had have known you would have just backhanded him on the way out just as a <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this year didn't have it though, so I, I guess yeah. I I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your feedback was taken on board. Yeah, they held us outside <laughs> for like a about an hour in the in the sun. Uh, yeah. I almost died probably, <laughs> just just from from heat stroke or um, just uncomfortableness. It was it was a bad time, uh, being. Out, held outside before the press conference but then when it, it got close to starting they let us in and that was fine uh and then the microsoft press conference started we have a lot to get through so we should probably just get into it right um yeah it started with halo and this did not look like halo at all well it, it didn't look like the last two halos at least fair enough fair um, enough yeah you know, it it struck me as you know everything from the music to the the little master chief reveal at the end, even to the environments. Um, it it struck me as both an attempt at return to form, and also a new direction. Which you know I'm a little bit mixed on it because one of the things I was saying yesterday was that I was 
you know, my overarching thing I was hoping to see from Microsoft today was some surprises and some new direction. And it looks like, it, it kind of looks like we got that with Halo Infinite, but it was such a brief snippet and everything I've been hearing today suggests that this game is still a long way off. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. They they, they opened with it so they don't have to talk about it anymore, it seemed like. Um, yeah. They, they really didn't comment on this game at all in any way. And it... I, I thought it was a safari game. Uh, yeah. Hyle and I were yeah. in the crowd and we were saying like, what is this game? Uh, and then it, it was it was Halo, which was, that's always my favorite kind of trailer where you don't know what it is at first. Mm. Um, it's got those yeah. super naturalist environments and stuff. Um, I, I, I really like the way that's going. Uh, it, it looks a lot like that kind of return to form slash reboot slash reimagining that a lot of big franchises have been having li- lately with uh you know god of war breath of the wild that kind of thing um but it of course it's it's unique in its own way as well i i wish there was more to say about it but we just don't know anything yeah um I, i've read a few rumors circulating today that and i think this is kind of indicated by its name that it's not halo 6 it's halo infinite right there there have been a lot of rumors sort of suggesting that it is actually a really major reboot and that um you know it it might be more of a it might become more of a kind of quote unquote lifestyle game type of experience um yeah i think that's fair which you know would be interesting because i think the halo universe has got a lot of rich kind of history a lot of awesome locations um so even though it was brief i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes yeah i'm sure we'll see a firefight mode and a story campaign like normal and if they're not quite doing a battle royale (laughs) i i could see something close to that i could see like a survival en masse with a bunch of online friends (laughs) thing that may or may yeah. not be called Battle Royale, um, but definitely seems that way. Um, it seem, Or at least yeah. it seems like it could potentially house that kind of thing. Um, mm. I, I think something that was just striking about it was how open it looked. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Halo is not necessarily a non-linear game in any sense. Uh, it, it's, it's very structured and... and uh, you know, it, it, it's a it's an amusement park. It's a very guided experience, and this might not be that. This might be more open, more uh, more nonlinear, more open world. Interesting to see. I, I don't know how to feel about it yet. It could be great. Yeah, for sure. If we go through every game Microsoft yeah. announced, we will be here for three hours. So yes, maybe maybe we just pick out our highlights lowlights any like i guess anything that really stood out okay in particular to you yeah yeah um i mean i feel like there's something to say about almost every game um uh, but yeah that's true Ooh, want to play a game let's turn it into a game we both get <laughs> four we both get four games we can talk about with microsoft okay sure okay um yep i'll go first I should have had something before I said I'll go first. Okay, no, I will go first. Uh, Captain Spirit, the um, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit is a don't nod game. That's the people that made Life is Strange. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this was particularly interesting because it's a full game where Life is Strange were uh, sets of episodes. Mm-hmm. And this is just one game. It is free. It is completely free. It is. uh, It doesn't have any microtransactions. It doesn't have any uh, cost to get in. Um, What's up with that? I have no idea. It sounds just too good to be true. Right. It's it's due for release on June twenty sixth, so it's not far away. Um, And uh, I mean, I'm not really experienced with the life is strange games Me neither. um even even though i sort of 
roughly know what they're about, but this, as I was watching this trailer, I couldn't get the smile off my face. It just, it looks like a really cute kind of indie movie. Um, so I don't know how interactive it will be as a game, but, um, it looks really cool. It looks really fun. I'm, I'm my pet theory right now. Um, well, the, the joke theory that Heil and I came up with is that it's a tax write-off for Square Enix somehow. Um, but my, my actual theory is that it is something of a PT, something of a playable trailer for Life is Strange 2. Mm. So it, it's like getting yeah. your foot in the door with that world um, where that it's, it's probably around the size of one episode of Life is Strange. And mm. it's just like the free first episode, maybe. Because uh, they're talking yeah. about like doing things in the Life is Strange universe, which is an interesting concept. Because it's just like they have powers, but it's just a it's just like a normal universe. It's just Earth as it is. Yeah. Um, that's a strange setting for like a shared universe of games or anything like that. Uh, but I, I'm excited that it's free. Uh, I'm definitely going to download it. There's no reason not to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that's my yeah, that's my first cool. of four. What's yours? Okay. Well, my first has got to be um, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. I, I was uh, I was almost going to pick this as mine, but I thought I would secede it to you. <laughs> I, I knew you would be a, thank you. A, that's a little very bit, generous. <laughs> a little bit more interested <laughs> into it. So Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Um, so yeah. this is the From Software game. The From Software game. Um, <clears throat> directed by Miyazaki, who directed the, who directed Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne. Um, this is the game that uh, a few months ago there was a really brief teaser released online that had people speculating like crazy about what it would be, and um, you know. It, it looked like it had kind of a feudal Japanese theme even then. Right. Um, but some people were really hoping against hope that it would be a Bloodborne 2. I'm actually kind of glad it's not a Bloodborne 2. And I know that Miyazaki himself has said quite a few times that um, although he's not opposed to se like sequels to Dark Souls and Bloodborne being made... He personally is always interested in working on something new and different. Mm -hmm. um, well, that that is so, a little bit hard to like accept from a guy who made a trilogy, right? Well, not not really, because he only directed. Well, he directed the first game. He didn't oh, direct okay. the second one. Um, he wasn't really involved with the second one at all, and he came back to direct the third one. But and and this is such a this is a very unfair thing to say um, because it's still a really Dark Souls 3 is still really great but it did feel a little bit like he was phoning it in at times so really and Dark Souls almost, 1 and Bloodborne were the, were the true ones of his like those those yeah, are those and, overall his and Demon Souls and Demon Souls yeah exactly okay and like Bloodborne is is a masterpiece I think that's my favorite game ever um it's an absolute masterpiece. I need so, to play it. Oh, it's it's just incredible. It's so incredible. Um, so is this so, is this a Soulsborne? Is this in the genre of Bloodborne and Dark Souls? So it's hard to say. Um, on the surface, like thematically, it's quite different. Obviously, with the feudal Japan thing happening. Right. But there are, if if you really look at the trailer, there are some aspects that look like they carry across at least mechanically so for example we find out in the trailer that the main protagonist at some point in his life he he was in a duel where he was killed or he thought he was killed he's apparently immortal which is pretty much what happens in the souls game so you you know you kind of repeatedly die and resurrect over and over again and they look like they're bringing that concept over to this game um but there are a lot of big differences too. Like, I don't know if you noticed the, um, the crazy grappling hook thing yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. That looks really cool. Um, and there is something going on with this guy's left arm. 
he he apparently he lost his left arm in this duel and in the trailer another character says to him something about you know in time you'll see this as an opportunity like you'll you'll see this as um something that makes you stronger there's something specific about his left arm that gives him i don't know if it's different moves or specific weapons or what it is but it clearly plays some big role in the mechanics yeah um and i mean the only other thing really is just like some of the enemy and boss designs look amazing they remind me a lot of bloodborne just in the sense that they're really kind of over the top and grotesque mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about this one so we'll have to talk more about from um when we get to devolver actually which is weird oh, I see yeah yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't want to talk about Fallout 76, even though that was part of this, because we're going to talk about Bethesda next. Um, let's mm-hmm. instead talk about... Uh, this isn't a game, but X, Microsoft got five new first-party teams. Yeah. They made a huge point of announcing this. And this was crazy. <laughs> like, every time they announced a new one, I thought, okay, for sure they have to be done. And then there were five of them. Uh, they are Playground Games, who are responsible for Forza, and they're working on the new Fable. Undead Games, which I think is State of Decay 2 and State of Decay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the Initiative, which is a new team they're creating from the ground up. Compulsion Games, which is working on We Happy Few, and mm-hmm. Ninja Theory. Yeah. The Ninja Theory. So The Ninja Theory. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I I have the feeling, just based on some interviews and things I've heard recently, I have the feeling that um that Phil Spencer has been really doing a big push behind the scenes for quite a while yeah around around the xbox business and and trying to get to this point where they you know where they can actually um deliver this exclusive content for the the platform um so he must have been really really happy to to be able to have these announcements happen today this is really good news i think he um or not he there's been people online that have been a bit skeptical of this move because this happened after they shut down Lionhead Studios and canceled their contract with uh, um, Scalebound. Mm. So so what do you think of that? Like, it, I, I kind of view this as almost an apology for that. It seems like that was the old guard, and now that like Phil Spencer has his new promotion and everything, and he's like very, very in charge, this is, this is new... This is new Microsoft really trying to get the, a, a first-party push. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, the, the thing with these things always is there's so much fan speculation, but we we don't really know what happened. You know, we don't really know what the discussions were internally over those things and what the different pressures were. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to be really careful about... Um, kind of casting too simplistic an eye over those sorts of things. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, you know, like all sorts of things could have been going wrong internally. There could have been all sorts of arguments and debates happening. Um, I think one of the challenges, especially in Microsoft, is that, that from what I've read and from what I've heard from people inside the company, um that there's just so much politics and there's so much challenge around getting things done in the Xbox division um, while still keeping all of the outside Microsoft stakeholders happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I gather that that's an incredibly difficult thing to balance. Um, so in that context, that kind of makes this news even more significant, I think. Right, I, I would agree. It It's... Uh... It's super risky because I think for Playground Games, that was an inevitability. Like, they were only making Forza for a long time. They're also making Halo. This is clearly, like, they were Microsoft's Mm -hmm. best friend, if not actually part of Microsoft. 
The other four... Uh, well, the initiative is a new thing they're doing themselves. So the other three are very surprising. This is a... a yeah. This is an unprecedented, unpredict- uh, unpredicted thing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk some more about uh, those games, probably. But what, what's the next on your four? You're, you're on two of four. What's your number two? Um, I'm having a look at my list here. Um, I'm not sure that I can do four, actually. That's totally I, fine. And some of them... Yeah, yeah don't worry about some it. Some of them... So, like, there, there were a couple of... I guess I'd call them, like, sort of tidbits that I was interested in. So I might just group them into one thing. Okay. Um, I mean, this is something we'll talk about later in the week with Ubisoft, but the Division 2 looks good. I'll just say that. Right, okay. Uh, it, you know, it, there are a lot of things about that gameplay footage that um, that made me hopeful, especially in comparison to the original game. Um, and I have to admit, I'm not that interested in Devil May Cry. Okay, um, yeah. De- Devil that- May Cry 5 might change my mind, but I haven't really played those games for a long time. Um. I do have a question, actually. What the hell is Jump Force? Okay. Did you did you see it? <laughs> did you see the... Yeah, I did. But it was so sort of esoteric. Like, um, you know, it, it, at first I was thinking, is this a some sort of sequel to Dragon Ball Fighters? No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, because it didn't really seem to explicitly show normal gameplay it was very cinematic in nature i think we did see gameplay um it looks very cinematic in its gameplay Mm. um it's a 3d fighter from the best i can tell this is actually going to be my number three so this is a very good transition um okay yeah this is a crazy game man first naruto was there (laughs) and then monkey d luffy from one piece was there and then goku was there and then frieza was there it was like like a like a 14 year old's fever dream uh (laughs) and then finally light from death note showed up and that was weird considering that that's not like the same genre of thing to Mm. to cross over with all the other things um this game looks crazy (laughs) i think this is this is gonna like really get a lot of people going pretty hard um it's this is not an exclusive it's it seems like something that would be more popular on on playstation so it's interesting that xbox locked this one down um but i think people are going to be excited for like a few months from now just thinking like okay what's next on jump force who's uh who's getting in um, yeah, especially because we know from from Frieza that there can be multiple characters from the same. Uh, wow, there was like fireworks outside or something just now. <laughs> I hope they were fireworks. This is L.A. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Jump Force looked looked really good. Um, I think it's a f- a three D fighting game. I think I actually am not okay. entirely sure. Um, yeah, that's what I assumed it was. Um, but, I, but I couldn't tell whether it was sort of more of a traditional 3D fighting game or more of a um, Power Stone or Smash type experience. Um, it wasn't clear to me from the trailer exactly what they're going for. I mean, we'll obviously see more of it. Um, yeah, I, I guess the thing that it reminded me the most of was like the 3D se- sections in um, in Pokken, but oh, I, yeah, I could have yeah. been interpreting that wrong as well. So that's totally totally fine. Um, I'll I'll give that one to to you. You picked that one, so uh, I'll I'll give you some more time to think of the next thing because I do want to talk about um, Battletoads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we knew we knew this was coming. Um, we knew this was coming. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we, we were a little bit apprehensive about how much we could talk about the things we accidentally knew. Um, but mm-hmm. Battletoads is coming out and I, th- I think that it, it's, it's fine. 
if we acknowledge it by its name that it actually has apparently, which is Battletoads 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. 20 slash 20, not like the year 2020. Uh, and it comes out next year. And it, it's it's 2.5D hand-drawn, which is interesting. Yeah. That's a cool, yeah, that's, uh, cool. that's a cool direction for Battletoads. I wonder if it'll hold up to like Cuphead in that way. Yeah, I just, I just like the idea of like, you know, 4K... They said three-player couch co-op, which is interesting. There are um, three Battletoads, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I, I don't know what I expected there, but it, <laughs> I just it just seemed... I don't know. It just seemed strange that they weren't going to make it four. Maybe I'm just... Um, yeah, they could have added one. Used to, yeah. But either way, I mean, yeah, 4K, hand-drawn, couch co-op. Um, I mean, it all sounds great. I have to admit, I was disappointed we didn't see anything. Uh, me too. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to seeing something, but at least we know it's coming, and what I've heard so far definitely sounds interesting, at least. So, um, yeah, look forward to that one. All right. Uh, do you have a number three? Yeah, I do. Uh, Dying Light 2, okay. I thought, looked really interesting. And I. this is yet another case where I have to confess I've never played the original. Same. Um, so I don't actually know whether Dying Light 2 is a change in direction for this series or if it's more of the same but nicer looking. Like, I don't actually know how different it is. But as I was... Um, watching this gameplay demo there was you know quite a bit of discussion about the fact that there's a strong kind of um melee combat focus there's this kind of mirror's edge style parkour movement mm-hmm. um they described it as being set in the modern dark ages which i guess means aka post-apocalyptic <laughs> um right <laughs> and they yeah. spent a lot of time talking about in a really granular way the choices you can make in the game and how kind of deeply and thoroughly they affect the behavior of other characters of enemies and that sort of thing. And they gave this long winded example about the water supply, which I won't go through here because I was actually finding it a bit comical that they spent so long on this one specific thing. Um, Yeah. They're just talking about this. I got to tell you, James, I didn't like it. I didn't like this. (laughs) Yeah, it it was so it was so abrasive. Um, there there's one I I talked about this uh with Heil on the conversation, which uh if you want to listen to that, there's there's some more discussion of this, um, press conference, especially with a focus on Battletoads and Sea of Thieves on on that podcast. Um, mm. that I I talked about how, in that conference room there's nothing there's not a whole lot that you get that the audience at home watching the stream doesn't get but one of those Mm. things that you get is the bass they they use the bass in the speakers in um not just for music not just for like the music of, of of whatever's playing also just for like effects um and anytime you killed someone in dying light 2 which is pretty gross in like a lot of the ways you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm. they just like blasted you with a like with a bass wave, um, so you just felt it. <laughs> like and I, I felt I felt very attacked by Microsoft. I I felt very I almost felt a little bit like audibly violated. There there yeah. was that scene where the guy was standing on top of the roof, looking down at someone standing on the ground. And just jumped off mm. the roof and pushed the guy on the ground. He, they pushed his head just with his the, his open palm straight into the ground mm. and just spread his head on the ground. And I was <laughs> that was that was genuinely a little bit offensive to me <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I didn't feel that it was tasteful at all, which is not something that like. I can really blame them for it as E3. This is like a thing that sells and I get it, but man, I wasn't on board. Oh, well, I can understand why. Um, 
I mean, it certainly didn't come across that way watching the stream. Um, but I know what you mean. I mean, this this happened to me at the Sony press conference last year. It was so loud and ridiculous that it was actually... I remember just thinking at the time, I would have been better off just watching this from Australia rather than <laughs> flying all the way over here and watching it in the theatre. Right, yeah. Um, so the only thing I'll say about it, I guess, that um, I'm being a little bit half-hearted because... I, I thought the demo looked interesting, the mechanics look interesting, the visuals look good, blah, 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 blah. Um, there is something about it that's slightly kind of generic, though. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's something that I guess it piqued my attention just because, as I say, I've never played the original. So it did make me wonder what the original is like. And I might, you know, at some stage in a million years, when I have time, I might go and check out the original um what what number are you up to now i think four i think i'm up to four okay um yeah i'm i need to make a, a good last pick um i think it's important okay so the very last thing of the show i think we'll just talk about anyway that doesn't need to be one of our four um but my my mm. fourth is crackdown three i suppose it's important to talk about this this is a big deal um it was delayed again. <laughs> it was delayed one more time uh, into February. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it and didn't need that probably. It seems like it really needed to be out soon. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I try, as you know, I try very hard not to be too uncharitable because I know how hard it is to make absolutely yeah how stressful and all the rest of it but one thing that i thought they would do especially given the delay i thought that they would spend some time doing kind of a live demo or something where they would or even a pre-recorded gameplay demo where they would actually articulate really clearly like how this you know, impressive cloud technology is working with this game and how that makes it different from any other game. Yeah. And and they didn't do that. They showed this insanely generic, frankly boring sci-fi action trailer. Yeah, Terry Crews yelled thought, at me for a little bit and then I thought that was... Yeah. That was... I, yeah. I felt sad. <laughs> I genuinely felt sad for them because I thought... Okay, fair enough. If you delay this till early next year, but you show us some like actual, not a trailer, but like moment to moment gameplay and you show us like a whole city district being destroyed and how amazingly impressive it is. That's the sort of thing that would reignite interest. People would say, oh, I get it. You know, I understand why it's being delayed. I'm looking forward to it. Right. Instead, we got this game that I'm looking at the trailer and thinking, man, this could be anything. It doesn't look terribly interesting or impressive. There's nothing really notable about it. Um, totally, totally, yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, the thing is, I know this game is notable. Like, I, I'm being more generous to it than it is to itself because I know that yes. it has this whole storied thing w- with really interesting procedurally destructible environments that take a lot of computing power to do i know this about the game they need to show that (laughs) like what are you doing not showing that show a building crumble to the ground and then show it crumble to the ground like five different ways that's clearly what this game is for and and the fact that they only used this game to like as a vehicle for terry cruz was I mean, yeah. incredibly short-sighted, it felt. It was so weird because it's it's also ju- sort of juxtaposed against the fact that they also revealed Gears 5. And, you know, obviously these are two very different games. But yeah. Gears 5 looked really ultra-modern. And, you know, it, it looked like a game of 2018, 2019. Is Gears 5 your um, number four? Uh, say yes so we can move well, on actually, it'll be great <laughs> it'll be totally fine if you say right, yes I'll be, 
<laughs> my my number four is Gears Five and Tunic. Okay, okay. I don't really have Great. anything to say about Tunic though, but T- Tunic because uh, uh, it was very brief. I saw it. I think we saw it like maybe two years ago or one year ago. It mm. it the PC gaming show at some point, and yeah, um, it looks it's clearly the same game, but there was there was something about it then that had like a an, a flatness to it, and now mm. there's something that changed. I don't know if it's like the lighting or like a dust particle or something like that. Something like that uh, it is now in the game that makes it look really cool, um, mm. like it. It's just way more pleasant to look at now. Yeah. It's not just... Because uh, before I would almost compare it to like Kirby, where it's it's cute, but you know, it's just like, it, it is what it is. It's like a texture that's just there. Um, and now yeah. it's now it's really atmospheric. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it, if anyone doesn't know what this is, it's the game with the fox that has the sword. It's the Zelda... It's Fox Zelda. Zelda. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but Gears Five. Okay, we got a strong female protagonist who don't need no man uh, because he died. Um, and this is a this is a weird looking Gears game. It's it's very different. It seems yeah, I, I, yeah. out of their way. I thought it looked different. Um, again, I haven't really played Gears since probably Gears Two. Um, I just have haven't been remotely interested. Um, Gears 5 might be the first one I play in a while. Um, but again, I mean, they didn't really show very much, so it's a little bit hard to sort of say much about, you know, is it going to be mechanically very different? Um, but certainly aesthetically, uh, and even the emphasis, the big emphasis they put on like dialogue and story, um, bodes well, I think. Uh, I, I I would agree. Uh, the the settings that I saw were really cool. They uh, they they seem very fully formed. Um, despite the fact that I feel like this game is pretty early, it it mm. feels like they they do know what they want it to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, Cyberpunk closed the show. They had Phil. St- phil spencer up there uh just talking about whatever he was talking about trying to close the show and then they did a glitchy fun thing that um they also heralded with a big bass wave that just like when it glitched out it felt weird (laughs) and uh and that was cyberpunk 2077 hell yeah yeah it looked good it looked really (laughs) really good um it looked yeah, it looked really good. It, again, it's another game that probably is still quite a long way away. Yes. They, um, CD Projekt Red basically said, you know, we're focused on quality and, you know, we're going to get this game right and it will still take a while. They didn't say anything about remotely when it would be released. No, I'm, I'm sure it's a show couple something. years. I bet 2020. Yeah. I, I bet 2020 is when Cyberpunk comes out. Yeah, that that's... That probably feels right, I think. Especially given how massive The Witcher 3 is. And from memory, they're talking about this being at least as big, if not bigger. So, I mean, that's a that's a huge, huge project. There aren't many games in the whole industry yeah. that are as big and elaborate as Witcher 3. Totally. That's, I would agree. Um, they're a pretty amazing developer. So I, I'm excited for anything that comes out of them. And it just it's bonus that it looks good. Um Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was that was Microsoft. There's a lot of stuff in there that we didn't cover. Uh we just don't have time. Uh when we do later, maybe in a slow episode later down the line after E three, we can talk about um the things we missed here, like just looking through the list. There were more Gears of War games that were announced. Um we saw Devil May Cry five uh near automata was given a a port announcement kingdom hearts free was shown their frozen stage bunch of stuff uh we we can talk about that later but let's get to bethesda um yes so i think microsoft's show was probably better than bethesda but you said you liked bethesda more yeah um 
and and it depends how you judge it, I guess. But well, Microsoft course, yeah. was, you know, like the one thing that was better about theirs was they just had way more announcements. Yeah, you can't beat but, that. I, but, I don't think Sony's going to touch that number, 50 announcements. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's a bit double-edged sword because not a great many of those are exclusive. And they they Microsoft kind of are stretching the definition of exclusive as time goes on. Um, you know, like they mentioned some titles as being launch exclusive, yeah. for example. Yeah. So... If, if you're an Xbox One only player, then th- that's just something to think about, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I love Bethesda's conference. One, because I think they kind of satisfy every year. They always have a really awesome show. And one thing I really loved about them, and, and this came up with the staff chat on Discord today, is just I love the fact that they put so much emphasis on the developers. They did a lot of talking about the people behind the games and they kind of showcased that, which I really love. And they really made fun of themselves too. Everything from that Amazon Echo, you know, Skyrim being ported to Amazon Echo um, through to Todd Howard actually talking about how their games are buggy when they're released. Like it it felt really kind of self-deprecating and really honest mm-hmm. which is which was just nice it was a really good feeling uh I, yeah, I i totally agree um i was going into this thinking man they just did wolfenstein 2 prey um doom quake champions um uh, an expansion for elder scrolls online they just announced rage 2 it what of their their ip can they show like what can they reasonably show and it turns out mm. literally all of them they, they could show all of their ips yeah. Yeah. uh none of yeah, any yeah. of that mattered at all <laughs> um so mm. they started with rage 2 well they started with a concert from andrew wk which is a great thing i, su- I suppose um i don't think i needed it <laughs> i don't know if i needed a concert from andrew andrew wk but i got one yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> everyone got one, I guess. So that's a weird state yeah. of mind Bethesda's decided to put on us. Um and during Rage 2's actual gameplay trailer, they played more Andrew WK. Yeah, I mean it's very uh <laughs> it's, I, it's I, fun. <laughs> I didn't really need the concert. I, I could have done with his music just during the trailer, but sure, you know, yeah. that's okay. It did set the scene, I guess, yeah. and we got to see more of Rage 2, which is very exciting because it looks like it's shaping up to be everything I've ever dreamed of, personally. Um, I really love the aesthetic and kind of the feel they're going for, and they even had the whole... Um, they even had a couple of segments that looked like they were pulled straight out of Mad Max Fury Road with the, the convoys and stuff, which that made me happy. Um, so it was just good to see more of it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, it comes out in spring 2019, apparently. Yeah, that was later than I thought. I thought for sure that yeah. would be this year. Yeah, me too. I thought that was going to be one of the little Bethesda surprises that it would be this year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in order to announce the fact that they were talking about that game, they said... Earlier, we announced, uh, in conjunction with our friends at Walmart Canada, Rage 2. I thought that was a a pretty good joke. Um, Yeah, that was good. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, that's that's spring of 2019. Right after that, they announced an Elder Scrolls card game, Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, You can download it now on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, right? Yeah, apparently you can. Okay. (laughs) I, yeah, I, I think in my notes, look, I was typing very quickly and I, I have to admit, this is very offensive. I think one of my bullet points literally says, don't give AF. And then I moved on yeah. to the next bullet point. So yeah, sorry, everyone. They talked a lot about the Somerset expansion of Elder Scrolls Online, which is weird because it's been out for like weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, and they, 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 I think briefly, like... They didn't even show it. They had a guy come out and say things 
about um, future DLC plans for Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, it just, uh, this is another one that made me wonder if, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Elder Scrolls Online first came out, I'm pretty sure I remember it being just battered in terms of reviews. Yes. Like, it was really badly received. So, is this one of those games that they've just worked on for ages and it's gotten a lot better? Yeah, I think that's just the thing that MMOs are nowadays. Like, that is just Mm. what... That is the natural life cycle of an MMO. Um, Or even MMO-like things, like Destiny. Uh, It just has Mm. to go through that. Um, People do like it now. People like Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. Um, It's really big. They they put Morrowind and Somerset in, in addition to the uh, starting place, whose name I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I don't know how much I can say about this. This game's been out. um, But in, in joining the Elder Scrolls Legends, even though it came out like weeks ago, they can say that the thing they're talking about is out now. So it's yet another one of those. Um, mm. A game I wish was out now is this, the next thing they talked about. They, they got uh, their Doom sequel, Doom Eternal. Um, that's crazy. That's really good. They <laughs> they uh, they showed it and like, I don't know how much I got from their little CG trailer except for you know, it's even doomier and it's back. Um, but I don't know how much I ever could have gotten from a CG trailer for, for Doom. I think it's just like playing it is is the key. Playing it is just what makes it what what makes it understandably good, you know? Yeah, and I mean, they did say they're doing a full reveal at QuakeCon in August. So really today was just about saying, hey, this thing exists look forward to it at QuakeCon. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm always happy for more Doom. It's got twice as many demons, Mitchell. Twice as many demons. That seemed like a weird thing to say. <laughs> That's a lot of demons, because the original had a shitload of demons. Well, this has <laughs> twice that, so... Like, you'll be drowning in demons in this one, so... Yeah, just, like, actually know. swimming. <laughs> yeah. No, it was weird what Get they talked about that. with Quake Champions, because unless I'm wrong here they didn't actually Mm. announce anything they just continued to talk about it it's oh i'm sorry i'm wrong they did announce something uh this week only quake champions is open to all uh like anyone right now can play quake champions for this week and if you sign up this week Mm -hmm. you can be part of the early access system continually yep and that's pretty cool yep that seems like a pretty good deal Yeah. yeah um for a number of reasons in, involving computer issues, I'm not going to be part of this group, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm really excited for everyone who is. I, I hope that this game really turns out to be like the next big esport. It it is really exciting to watch, even just from like what they've been showing at press conferences. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm I'm sorry we're going through these so fast, but uh, that is there's just so much. Yeah, there's so much. <laughs> Prey uh, got a free update tonight. Tonight, it's it's out. It's been out. Um, there's a new game plus mode, so it's harder now. You can play it again and harder. There's a survival mode. There's a moon crash mode, which is also available now. It's uh, it's a randomizer. It seems like like you can play it many yeah, it times, looked... and it's it's a random yeah. setup. And the trailer certainly made it look pretty fleshed out. Um, like it, it looks like quite a significant piece of DLC. Right. Yeah. Um, you want to escape from the moon. Yeah. Um, and there's some other DLC they talked about. I don't know if I've got the name right. Typhon Hunter. Typhon Hunter. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, upcoming. That one isn't out today. Yeah. That's one Mm. human versus five mimics. Um, yeah, that sounds kind of fun. You can all your friends can play mimics and like are they the stapler? No, that's just a stapler. I w- I would imagine getting like really freaked out about that. I w- playing the human in that scenario would be one of like the most stressful things I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a form of torture that I I probably won't put myself through. It does sound cool. Yeah. Um, Mooncrash is really cool though. Uh as a randomizer, it reminds me of the randomizers for a link to the past that agdq sometimes does 
like just moving mm-hmm. the the key items from dungeon to dungeon and, and like trading out where things are um in order to still try to beat the game as fast as you can that's really cool i've uh i i haven't considered that idea with like modern games or even as a dlc add-on uh yeah really neat idea okay so this is where my my internet right now is really bad um and so my stream cut out a bit so i didn't exactly get what they said about uh the new story in the wolfenstein series um it's called young blood yeah yes is it, is it dlc for two well i'm actually not sure about that i like i was just looking at my notes here and it looked to me like it was another game hmm um it it might be dlc but if it is it's pretty big i think because it's set in 1980s in paris and the protagonists are bj blaskowitz's twin daughters interesting um you can you can play it single player but it's designed fundamentally to be a co-op experience and it is out next year it's out in 2019 so just the way they presented it made it look like a whole new thing. Um, maybe it's like one of those standalone DLCs that I don't understand uh, that people keep making. <laughs> I yeah, one of those things that be. make me feel really old <laughs> and like wait, so it's a, its own game? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, isn't a standalone DLC just a small game? Like, yeah, it's just a small <laughs> game. <the> difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a small game that you want to sell to more people. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> let's see. Do do do. There's some VR stuff. Uh, Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We passed over it last time for Microsoft. I guess we have to talk about it now. Um. So. Okay. So it it's like a light MMO kind of. Um. They. They, they they specified it's like servers of uh, of dozens rather than thousands. Um, mm. it, it it is just just a few people trying to survive in this area, um, but it it is it is almost exactly like Rust. Um, I think people were saying if it's like Rust, you know, we called it. Yeah, you did. You did call it. It's like Rust. Um, oh yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd say it's really exactly like Rust. Really. I didn't get that impression. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more like, uh, it's more like fallout four. Um, but with this, with this kind of, um, almost ubiquitous building element to it. Um, they, they did sort of talk about the fact that, um, there's a significant core to this, which is the more traditional story, leveling up okay you know uh, you can actually play it solo as well so they they sort of talked about the fact that it it does lean into those kind of story elements and lore elements that that fallout games are known for um and one of the things that i thought was interesting was they they todd howard said at one stage that um they they were thinking with this game about how do we take our like traditional single player fallout experience and expand it to include online gameplay. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's really fascinating because one of the things that is interesting about it, which, and it's a really good thing, I think is the fact that just like in fallout four, where you can build settlements uh, you can do the same kind of building in this game. It looks significantly expanded from Fallout 4 in terms of what you can build. But the really cool thing is you can build cooperatively and apparently you can move your settlement, like you can pick it up and move it to a different location in the world, um, which is sort of an interesting idea. It's not necessarily stationary, always in the one place. Um, and one of the things that was really bizarre and kind of cool is that you can find nuclear access codes around the world. Yeah. And you can take over nuclear missile sites 
and actually launch those missiles at locations on the map. Now, this much is what really made me think of Rust and, and like yeah. very persistent games like that. Because um, if you can just like waste someone or something or an area of the map like entirely, um, that that doesn't exactly speak to being like a very very standalone experience uh especially once you can just leave that server and continue your progress on a different server yeah uh you are right though there, there's a lot to do in, in that game solo um and that's it, that's important to state um there's going to be a beta soon and yeah and it's also one of the things that todd howard said which which i was kind of glad about was what did he call it? Softcore survival. Yeah, I have that in my um, notes. <laughs> yeah. And there is something he said that doesn't gel with that nuclear thing. So I'd be interested to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. He talked about the idea that, oh no, hang on, maybe it's just death. Death never means the loss of progression or your character. Your character isn't tied to one server. Okay, maybe it's not about your base. It's just about your character. Um, it, it looks as though they're trying to guard against those situations where you know you log in and you've just lost everything and they want to keep some things kind of um for lack of a better word secure and persistent yeah yeah um yeah that that game looks cool um i'm i'm very interested in it i i think that might be uh i'm not usually totally down on fallout games but this is one that i i could see myself getting into more yeah, and it comes out this year. And it comes out this 14th. year, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that came out this year, in fact, came out today, another one of these. They did like five of these. <laughs> uh, Fallout yeah. Shelter is now on PS4 and Switch. Yeah, that's cool. I reckon it's a pretty natural fit for Switch in particular. PS4 and Switch is not something often done by third parties, uh, like mm. leaving out Xbox. Especially mm. after Todd Howard showed up at the Xbox conference today. Uh, yeah. That was weird. I wonder what that's about. Why can't Xbox have Fallout yeah. Shelter? Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's there's really nothing to that. Uh, except that he did say Fallout Shelter has had an audience of 120 million unique players. Which is more mm. than the entire rest of all of Bethesda's other games combined. <laughs> that's ins- yeah, that's, that's crazy that's insane yeah yeah uh and then they they went ahead and did it they announced the new elder scrolls elder scrolls uh blades it's a mobile game uh i don't i didn't see like the online disc discussion about this but i can't imagine people are like thrilled well it's a weird one because i as i was watching the presentation on it I always have the natural tendency, the minute they show a gorgeous game and go, oh, it's mobile, I my heart sinks. But um, this, uh, I, I can't see myself really getting into a big mobile game, I have to admit. But this really looks like something where they've put an enormous amount of effort into this kind of mobile experience. Um, even in terms of the fact that you can play it in portrait and landscape and the way they've thought about the combat system and all that sort of thing. Um, the the only thing, the thing that really gives me pause about it, again, is just the fact that it's free to play. And I just, they didn't say anything beyond that. But the fact that it's got like a town building mechanic and all the rest of it, I just, yeah. I straight away get echoes of, oh, okay, I'm going to have to pay real money for resources or I'm going to have to, you know, maybe it won't be that, but if it is that, then I won't give it a second look, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see that happening. Um, you know, what What's interesting, what they did with the release of that is they said it's coming out in the fall for free, but you can pre-order it now, which is mm. weird for free things. Um, yeah. I don't know what that like pre-order would mean for me. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. I can make sure that the software doesn't run out when I when I want to download it. Yeah, that was confusing. Yeah. Um 
so that was the end of like their their regular press conference but then they had two more like presents behind the christmas tree they they wanted to make sure i i think they did this in reaction to the fact that fallout 76 and elder scrolls blades are new fallout and elder scrolls games that are like completely outside what their fan base probably wanted so Mm -hmm. uh they announced starfield their first original ip in 25 years it's a next gen game whatever that means Hmm. um and elder scrolls 6 yeah they didn't say anything about either of those games except one's in space and the other isn't um (laughs) yeah all all we really know is that starfield is presumably coming out earlier than elder scrolls yeah because todd howard talked about you know this is the game after next gen and yeah this is the game after that so yeah, it was sort of, a, it was a little bit weird. Like Starfield, I can kind of understand because that was sort of more of a rumor than anything else for a while. But um, announcing Elder Scrolls Six with and not actually really showing anything was slightly weird given how far away it must be. Yeah. And given that everybody just assumes they're working on a new Elder Scrolls anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, that's true. I, I think it's... I think they had to after Blades. Um, I I agree with what you said about Blades. Like this seems like it's very formed for mobile, so I can't get mad that it's like a dumbed down thing. It doesn't seem that way. It's like a full RPG, um, but you know it's a mobile game, and people wanted the next thing. So you got to say the next thing's coming, even if it's far away. I think Starfield is next year, though, because it's so unlike Bethesda to announce anything even less than a year away or even more than a year away yeah um like rage 2 was already weird being next year rather than late this year yeah yeah exactly yeah so i i I feel like starfield has to be fall of 2019 but maybe that's just me being really optimistic well i hope at the very least i hope it means that we see you know we actually see sort of a gameplay reveal or something for starfield maybe at next e3 yeah for some reason space games take a long time to program should be easier there's a lot of negative space but uh they have a problem with it i don't know (laughs) space is tough okay so uh let's let's finish off really quick uh talking about what devolver did and then uh, we, we can do some <laughs> yeah. predictions for what's happening tomorrow. Uh, Devolver, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> At 8 o'clock, they had a little presentation that lasted 20 minutes on Twitch's uh, main E3 channel. On their own channel, they hosted some dude, just like a gamer, like a gamer with a few followers named last gray yeah. wolf who hosted the game spot uh the game spot channel who was hosting the devolver press press conference so that's dumb <laughs> that, that, that was already like a great start to a great night uh then mm. uh lena from or nina from devolver came out and killed a guy um and then they they made like they made a new cryptocurrency called Lootbox Coin, and oh, you can actually buy yeah. it. Um, it's real. Um, all the things they <laughs> yeah fine, all the things they announced are real, um, which is in contrast to um, everything else <laughs> that they've ever done at E3. Um, they talked about a game called My Friend Pedro, which is. Uh, a game about a banana who has a friend with two guns that can only shoot with both guns at once. Uh, that's coming mm-hmm. to Switch and PC in 2019. Um, they they did a weird thing with a repainted Dreamcast to demonstrate that Metal Wolf Chaos XD, the From Software game from the Dreamcast era, uh, well, except the X- XD part, is getting a remaster for PS4, Xbox One, and PC in late 2018. So there's that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, 
and then Nina died on stage. Uh, it was it was pretty oh. uh, eventful, emotional. I was invested throughout the whole thing. <laughs> you can tell because of how excited I sound in my voice. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I I actually did enjoy it. I, it's, it's funny. I don't know. It's just funny though. It's like. Yeah, it's more performance art than actual press conference. Definitely, art. and they they <laughs> produce movies yeah. as well as games, so that makes sense. Um, mm. They've got that going on, and now there's lore. Like Nina died, but then was rebuilt as an android, and then it says to be continued next year. So like, there's going to be a continuing storyline with this Devolver Digital press conference series. Uh, so get excited about that. <laughs> Tomorrow is Square Enix, um, and that's it. No, it's Square Enix, Ubisoft, PC Gaming Show, and Sony. Yes. Um, I, I don't want to go through all of these, um, because PC Gaming Show probably doesn't have anything. What are you just the most excited for? Look, the one thing is Death Strand. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, like there's there's going to be a crap load of information tomorrow, even more than today. It's the sort of thing that we're going to have to pour over and, and wade through over the next coming days and kind of yeah. pull it apart. Um, but Death Stranding's the main one for me. And, and I'm really, really crossing my fingers that we'll get some gameplay and we might hopefully get a much clearer sense of what the game is. Um totally um th- there's been s- such a trend with uh pre- present uh presenters so far really microsoft is the only one that didn't quite do it as much um with just saying it's out now uh shadow dropping all this stuff so i'm excited for anything that is that anything that is shadow dropped tomorrow from anyone um you ubisoft yeah. has the potential to do it with the donkey kong dlc for mario plus rabbids uh, I would be very mm-hmm. excited to see that. I would like to play it tomorrow. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's where I'll leave it. I, I'm really excited to see... I, I don't have anything specifically that I'm excited for for Square Enix, but it's the first time that they've done it since... in in a really long time. So uh, I, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what's going on there. Um, so they don't have to just rely on Sony for all of their announcements. Yeah, absolutely. And this is like, I mean, we should probably remind everyone too that this is kind of the the storm before the calm or the calm before the storm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, because when the show actually starts and you're actually on the show floor, you have quite a few appointments to get hands-on with a lot of this stuff it's too. It's true. I know for a lot of people, um, we're almost done with the actual show that they see but we haven't even started the show that exists here um the show floor opens on tuesday after nintendo's presentation so there's quite a bit that i'll have to do um and and i i have a bunch of stuff scheduled during that uh period that's really exciting and and uh everyone who listens to the show should be excited for uh, a lot of that information uh I'll, i'll i'll just have a lot of stories to tell you you james i'm i'm I hope you're ready for that. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, James. We'll we'll meet at the same time, same place. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Square Enix, Sony, Ubisoft, PC Gaming Show, and we'll do uh, uh, a, a pre-show for Nintendo the next day. Sounds good yeah. to me. Get excited, everyone. Uh, and that's been it for the June Jump. <laughs>